0: Balance is just deciding on what uh, pool of chaos you're deciding to swim in.
1: Hey, everyone! Welcome to another episode of Amazon's Black Stories, where we highlight the stories of Black designers, researchers, and creative minds from all around the world. I'm your host, Justin James Lopez, and today I'm joined by Kenneth Bradley, where we discuss being able to exist in chaos and leaving a legacy that you can be proud of. Let's hear a story. All right. So, so Ken, this is the first time that I'm interviewing someone that's not specifically working as like designer or a researcher, but it's really interesting the work that you're doing. But before we jump into that, I want to hear more about just like
0: you in general. Like, so talk to me about who you are. Man, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I have two teenage boys. I have a baby girl. Oh, by the way, I delivered her in the car. I delivered her in the car on the way to the hospital.
1: Okay, we're, we're, okay, we're going to have to talk about that at some point. Uh, at some but, point. But, uh,
0: but, but, but go ahead. So basically, I'm a doctor. No big deal. Yeah, put that under your belt. Community activist and an entrepreneur. I have a record label, a media company, and uh, I'm starting to really kind of try to impact the community with some community efforts. I just started a college of business to teach financial literacy to the black community. And this is all outside of your, your first job, right? Yeah, yeah, for outside of being in the Navy, and I've been there for 22 years. One, thank you for your service, first off. Thank you.
1: And and two, t- so 20, 22 years in the Navy, and then at what point did you decide, you know, I want to do more for the community, and I'm going to actually action that in the ways that you have? Because the media company you have is called Black State University. Yes. Yeah, and that's where, that's where you have all of these things that you just mentioned? Yes. At what point were where you move to say, this is something that I need to do.
0: I've always had a heart for the community in some aspects. When I was stationed in Chicago, I was doing a lot of stuff with the, you know, hands up, don't shoot, anti-gang, anti-violence movements. I love helping out the homeless and et cetera. But to kind of codify that into one piece, it really happened. When I was living in Seattle shortly after Mike Brown, I was having a dialogue with somebody with regards to who do we think that we would be during the civil rights movement. Like, would you be the person that's going to jump on a bus still? right? Doing a bus boycott, or would you stand for something? And what would that look like? And then I looked at today's climate and our current prison industrial complex and how we are today. And I saw a rise in temperature of what was happening in the country. And I said, uh, what is it that I'm going to do? So one of the initial things that I wanted to do was start a platform, because I noticed when I was having dialogue with people, they didn't understand how we reached the current black state. So I would have to educate people. It was the onus was on me to educate you, to bring you up to a point where we could actually have discussion, whatever it was, anti-gentrification panels, whatever. We was having these discussions. And so I was like, I need to centralize this information in one place so I can educate people on the current black state. And then now we can have dialogue. And the, the original frame of thought was to have these book clubs and start these smaller colleges, if you will, with this free source information And that's where I got the university thought. But then I thought about what's going to make this sexy. What's going to bring people in? The arts. Because as black people, as any people or somebody with rich culture, we're not a monolith. So I started with the record label. Now I have a media company. We did a sitcom, did three episodes of a cooking show. And now we're doing our community efforts. And so when people go to the website, they'll see this hodgepodge of things that we're doing because that's what happens at the university. I like that. Is it is it like the Black State University or it's a Black State University? It's Black State University, but the Black State University shirts are coming.
1: I joke, but the reason why I brought that up is because your comment uh, around, you know, really educating the masses on the Black State at this point in time, which is interesting that you added that university feel of, all right, we're going to, you know, kind of play on this, this idea of how there's a college of, of X, college of this, college of that, all under this one larger you know umbrella and that's kind of what you're doing and, and it's so it's in its nascent stages how long have you been working on this uh this company two years so it's 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 actually pretty new and you've been able to kind of grow and and bring in because currently and i and i was checking that out because that's how we got connected for this this episode was was your work with black state university and you have a number of artists that are working there you already have a book club you you have a, a number of people that are really like chipped into it and really just kind of empowering the community in that way. Was that the original vision, or did it naturally just kind of
0: grow in that way? That was the original vision. And I wanted to start out with these different pillars. Like, what can we do well first? What is our blocking and tackling, right? And that was the music. It came natural for a lot of us. I was surrounded by a lot of artists. And so that got the movement going, and it got a lot of people, a lot of attention. And then work with some people to get the sitcom Little David out there, which just recently won the New York International Film Festival Web Series of the Year, right? Nice. We started going, that got more notoriety, more momentum, and say, okay, now we have this momentum. Now we have community's attention. Let's go ahead and start impacting. Uh, because it's like, we could talk about what's going to fix the community. And, what, you know, and whenever you carve out that slice of pie and say, this is what I want to do, and this is what I want to do well, that's what the College of Business was. Eventually STEM Academy, eventually Preparatory Academy actually in brick and mortar like that's where the vision's going so having a couple of headquarters sites so we're utilizing different aspects of virtual learning and et cetera now to mitigate you geographical issues but as with any university you can enroll there and become who you are that's what black state university is it is a platform to launch innovators creatives designers trainers we actually have Tough Love Fitness that's about to come up, We're about to start our own fitness <laughs> show. You know, Tough Love for mind, body, and soul. We want to promote meditation, working out, eating right, all of that. Centralize into one location, one-stop shop. You can get a lot of things done here.
1: That's absolutely amazing. You're just, you know, if you can do it, you're just kind of adding it to, like, there's a college of that too, right? Might as co- well. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, if they got basket weaving, and the, you know, the spectrum is wide. You could be a doctor in medicine or you can... Go somewhere else with it. And the real big thing is providing an exec team and a team of professional people that could provide a level of excellence and a very high standard to your output. So when people come on, well, we hear the vision, we believe this aligns with what we're doing at Black State. Now let's go ahead and put a brain trust together to make sure we're putting out quality product for you. And I'm not trying to take nobody's money. That's the crazy thing. And I'm not trying to get rich off people. I think where I get satisfaction out of it is the furthering of the brand. So if you further the brand and you pop, Hopefully, you'll have it in your heart to come back and bless and pour into what we're doing, but i don't I'm not out to get our artist' money. All of our artists are independent artists that are under the black state label, and so we just have our own agreements, and it really is like a family here, so that's where we are
1: yeah, well, you know the 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 old saying if if you help enough people get what they want, then you can have everything that you want right about a be that's a that's a really interesting uh, approach there, yeah. So you have, you you are wearing it, you know, I hear this a lot of like, I'm a man of many hats or a woman of many hats. And you actually have a lot of hats that you're wearing there, right? And you mentioned earlier, right, you, you're, again, 22 years in the Navy, you've spent a good amount of time there. Did any of your experience in the 22 years that you've been, you know, in the military, did any of that bleed into your work here? Or is it just completely, you know,
0: separate? It definitely bleeds into it. Um, After 22 years, obviously, I sit in some seat of leadership, right? So right now, I'm the executive officer at my command. It's like number two on the chain. We got 836 people staff, right? So organizational structure, promoting culture, a culture of autonomy, mastery, and purpose. Just this very can-do attitude of empowering people and allowing them to do what's in their wheelhouse to complete so I'm very precise when it comes to getting things done. And in the military, we do have a standard of excellence. Like, <laughs> you're just not about to come with nothing, just that subpar. So because of that, that standard of excellence does fold into the business arena, even though I don't treat people like they're in the military.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're not yelling at them and making them do push-ups. <laughs> no, no.
0: <laughs> Although for some reason, I feel like you would enjoy that. <laughs> push-ups, Yeah. <laughs>
1: like what do you mean I have to I have to improve myself. So no. <laughs> so so the question that uh that I had is you know with the whole concept of of Black State University because this is really fascinating to me and I'm sure it will be to the listeners and and I'm I'm really excited to you know watch the the future of this because in 2 years you've been able to grow and and looks like you've been able to continue to expand as well and I'm I'm interested to see how it continues to do so in different spaces with with STEM as you mentioned and and also into the arts as well. What what would you describe as the black state right now? Like the state of blackness right now in America? Because that that was like one of the original designs, right?
0: Yes, the current black state as we rest in a prison industrial complex, trying to find some aspect of unity within the country, but maintain some sense of independence. Mm -hmm. I think as far as black state is concerned, because we're not a monolith and there's so many different trains of thought of what it takes for us to be successful, I think the key is, and this may sound very dark, but this is just where I am. And so in this, I feel like I'm in a sea of almost hopelessness trying to do something, trying to provide some air to a community people that is just underwater. I feel like in the history of civilization, the people of power have never relinquished their power just because of moral standings. Like the mm-hmm. relinquishing of power comes from bloodshed or overtaking. And we're not even doing anything remotely close to that. We just defend ourselves or say, stop doing these things to us. We haven't tried to overthrow anything. And so because we know that there's systemic issues, because we know that the Constitution was written with a caste system in mind within an enslaved people leading to chattel slavery, to convict leasing, to Jim Crow, to the current prison industrial complex, we are in this constant space of striving or attempting to achieve as a people. Now, are there a huge amount of educated people? Yeah. Are the people thriving? Yes. But there's still legislation out there. There's still different things out there, like voter suppression, that are just hindering us collectively. And I think with Black State University, part of the aim is people who are not paying attention to this, that that the house is on fire, if you will, that I may be able to draw them through the arts they may be able to draw them in different ways to get their attention and then educate them Mm -hmm. so that's kind of that's kind of the aim of it and that's where i feel the current black state is i mean they've done little to nothing to reverse redlining in most cities the way you know districts are zoned out for it and that's part of the thing like when we talk about want to educate for financial literacy and start stem programs and preparatory programs for these high school kids just how neighborhoods are zoned out and how those taxes feed into the school system and then they get lesser. It's just like compounding problem on top of compounding problems. Like what do we do to fix what? Here's the way to fix it. Literally start over. Literally start over. And I don't think that we'll ever have a mindset to do that. Like, Oh, let's erase the Constitution and write it from the beginning. Let's get all the old people that are career politicians out and get some new blood in and say what works for this generation and generations to come. It's going to take fresh thinking. It's going to take a new making because society looks exponentially different than what it did when the framers made the country. And people are still trying to hold on to some aspect of that. So as a person that fights for the Constitution, right? As a person who my oath is to uphold the Constitution, I feel like there needs to be a heavy revision of the Constitution that I am defending.
1: Wow, that's uh, yeah, it's real heavy. <laughs> no, I, I, but but I, but I appreciate the candor there, right? Like I I think that and and with with Black State University, your your aim is to really help with that education process to really open people's eyes and. Um, I think that that's that that's really noble in in a very real way because you think about a lot of the the issues in in my opinion a lot of the issues that we run into as people, especially when you think of like generationally, I mm-hmm. think, comes from the idea of the unknown, right? The idea of not knowing, if you will, mm-hmm. and it, however it was started by you know a vastness of knowledge, right? You you have a you have a, a people uh, a group or whatever that. Has you know an abundance of information, and they utilize that information to you know take advantage in in its own way, and and not not I'm not taking a moral stance on it. That's just the reality. But then it's proliferated. The problem is then proliferated through ignorance, right? Through people that are are not knowing, which is re- which is really interesting. And you're trying to take the opposite approach of like, well, maybe if you if you knew better, you'd do better,
0: right? Like, hopefully <laughs> yes because <laughs> there will be that there will be that group of people that become aware and they just don't care right
1: yeah that ap- that apathy right it's it's really interesting i had a, a guest on recently timothy Bardlavens, who who actually mentioned that he said one of the the worst categories of people are the apathetic people he was like he said he said the the you know the people that are actually in opposition of progress are actually infinitely better than apathetic people, right? Like, and, and and it was just like really interesting that that was his. And I agree with it with that. But like, just like the that candor was uh was was really thought provoking. That idea of like, hey man, I'd rather you just pick a side than than pretend like you know nothing matters because that doesn't really help anyone.
0: Yes, it's very interesting how much my inbox is loaded with people that aren't black or are POC, right? Yeah, yeah that thank me, thank you for doing what you're doing. I learn something all the time from your posts, from the content that you guys put out. You helped me start a dialogue in my home. Or people saying, hey, I was faced with this very difficult situation. I'm white and I don't want to get this wrong. How should I be thinking? What should I do from here? That right there, if I got one or two people doing that, that's trying to become a better person because of content or something that we're doing, God bless America. <laughs> That's a little, a little, Yeah. Thank you.
1: No, I, no, I love that. I love that. So another hat that you wear is uh, a doctor. You mentioned this earlier, right? So, t- so talk, so talk to me about this. You said you just had a, a child, right? You just had a, a baby girl. Is I just a had baby a baby girl? girl. Yeah. And you, you delivered her. I did. So did you push the doctor out of the way and say, "I got this"?
0: Or how did this no. work out? What happened? Okay. And, and shout out to Doogie Hauser and all the training that I got <laughs> coming up. Watching him, I was preparing dinner. We actually had family over to the house. My wife sat down and she leaned back and just started breathing heavily. Mind you, due date isn't until February 2nd. So this is like two and a half weeks early. Okay. I'm like, let me get the bite baby bag. Let me get in the car. We're going to roll. Mind you, it is nighttime. It is raining cats and dogs. You had about 10 feet of visibility ahead of you. I'm driving down the street. Wife puts her feet on the dashboard, lifts her body in the air. And I'm like, no, no. No! So I was like, okay, okay, just keep it in there. The hospital's literally 12 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Can you wait, right? That's an interesting statement to make. <laughs> Can yeah. you wait? Can you, like, <laughs> I think I think I made a stupid comment of close your legs, which is stupid. And as I'm driving, and as she's screaming, and I'm literally in tears having an almost panic attack, like, no, no, no! I all of a sudden hear, Wah.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: That is the cutest and also the scariest sound to hear at that moment in time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, baby's here. My second thought was, what happens over the next couple of minutes could mean my wife and baby's life. So I pull over to this bank. It's raining. I started breathing heavily, like I'm like ah. So I hit the interior light and I literally yell, "Ken, get your effing stuff together!" I yell it out loud mm-hmm. to yourself myself yeah okay I to talk to myself yeah and then i calmed down and i got out and i opened the car door i turned it around it her around and she's just looking at me just like and i give it to her mom and she says i need something to wrap her in so i took off my hoodie that i had on that said girl dad appropriately yeah and uh we wrapped the baby in the hoodie and uh i hot-tailed it to the er like a TV, like you would see a dad in a movie. I was all of those things. Yeah, yeah. And I jumped out way frantically. She cut her own umbilical cord, got up there. Baby's happy, healthy, mom's healthy. And you can add doctor to my resume. So I'm basically a genius. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, obviously, clearly, right? Like, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. I, I feel like a peasant. As you should. Yes, you should. <laughs> Justin, you're a solid dude. you was a solid bro. Ever since I met you, you know, there's oh, so man. many things you got the upper hand though. But I don't, I don't have a doctor. Did you deliver my... a baby though? Like you okay, know what I'm saying? so
1: <laughs> I, I guess I got to go back to medical school. So here, here, here we go. Challenge accepted. No, no, no. This, this is this is this is interesting, right? Because you have what is this? This is your third third child. Yeah, I have two teenage boys. And, the, and a lot of the work that you're doing is actually is, is going to really not, you're improving the lives of a lot of people, right? And you're going to continue to do that. But I'm, I imagine like, not even just directly with the work that you're doing, but indirectly with the work that you're doing, you have children that are, in, you know, in your house that are watching you and the impact
0: that you're having in the world. And how much of that goes into the work that you do? A lot, which is why I make music responsibly. I don't cuss in my music. Right. Mm -hmm. I want all the content that I make I want my children to be able to look at it and go that's my dad and they'll be able to listen to it so here's a funny thing and maybe it's because I exist in perpetual existential crisis Uh, (laughs) because I feel like I'm always like so on my hand I have tattooed zero 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 as a time stamp because that's going to be for me one time in in this life Mm -hmm. so I live life with that in mind as time is my commodity and I don't play with it Uh, That being said, I always ask myself, what legacy am I leaving behind for my kids and how can I immortalize myself? So after I'm gone, my kids can go back and listen to my music. They can read my books. They can watch my movies. They can look at my work. are things that are built and say, this was done in dad's spirit. I can tap into it. When I miss him, I can listen to him. I can help with this foundation. I can do all of these different things because this is in his spirit. And that makes me, comfortable here on earth and actually makes me a lot less uh fearful of death you know that's yeah. going into the unknown so that is kind of my mindset and that that weighs heavily upon who i am today and why i have to sacrifice time and effort in order to leave something for them
1: no it's really that's beautiful because you think about it that's we're we're almost in we're in the first generation and and you know someone's going to comment and say no it's technically the the timeline works this way but at the, i th- i think we're in the first generation where we're in the first generation where like we can actually look at the world that way cuz honestly a lot of the content that i create as well and not not just for you know for like this series or some of the work that i do for for amazon but just like personal content that i that i make on on my social media a lot of it you know it helps people sure you know because i do a lot of like the emotional intelligence i like, research and oh, yeah. and i give a lot of those messages of like yo this is how you can deal with emotional overloads and stuff like that but a lot of it while it helps a lot of people it really is just the way i look at it and similar to in a similar vein in, in what you're saying it's a conversation between me and my son and you know future children if i have more children it's a conversation because i and I, I thought that, that the tattoo thing was was really, it, it really hit me hard because that idea of one day I'm not going to be here. And, you know, while that's a little bit morbid, the reality is it's just the truth, right? It's, it's a universal, one day I'm not going to be, I'm not, I mean, I exist now and one day I won't. However, there's probably still going to be an infinite amount of conversations that I could have had. It did not have with my children or with other people in the world and they can go and we're like again we're in the first generation where people can tap in digitally to our content to the to the the content that we've created whether it's creative whether it's serious whether it's you know, humor, sarcasm, and you can learn from all these things. But I, I imagine one day I'm not going to be here. My, my son, my grandchildren, my, you know, future children, they will have a question and say, man, I wish I could, you know, just ask my father, my grandfather, my whoever, my friend, this question. And they're going to be able to go to my page, scroll through some videos, and they're going to be like, wait a minute, he talked about this at one point in his life? And then you go, this is what he would have said to me if he was here. Yes. And and hopefully that brings them a little bit of solace but that's what my content is because a lot of people go hey you would probably get a lot more likes if you did something like x and I'm like well it's you're looking at the wrong thing I'm not looking at doing this work for likes I'm looking this is a conversation between me and the people that mm. I won't
0: be here for one day. Yes. You know. Yeah, and that's true cuz even when you what you're doing with the podcast, right? Even even Miss Chelsea Christ. Yeah. Right. I was on TikTok and her feed popped up. And I was just compelled to go to see what she posted just three, four days ago, right? Stuff about mental health, stuff about this, stuff about that. Me not knowing this woman, I just decided to spend time on her feed to see what she was putting out there. And then it clicked. Oh, this is what I'm going to be doing for my kids or what my kids are going to be able to do. And it just really resonated with me. So, yeah, man, I definitely hear what you're saying there.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's powerful though, right? Because you're, you're creating something and you're doing it really, you know, while balancing all that. I know you said you're, you know, balance doesn't really exist, right? It's, it's really just kind of,
0: what was it that you said? I don't think balance is, is just deciding on what uh, pool of chaos you're deciding to swim in. Cause I think if you actually always focus on trying to balance, that's when you're drive yourself crazy. Yeah. Oh, I'm spending too much time here and not enough time there and not enough time there. Just know I am going to spend time here and not feel bad about it. And then when I come up and meet those objectives, I'm going to come up and spend time here and I'm going to be intentional. I think when you find balance, you're always worried about the other side of the scale, right? That doesn't allow you to fully be where you are. Just be where you are, execute what you got to execute, put that on another eye on the stove, move another pot, continue cooking or continue swimming in that pool of chaos or wherever you're deciding to be. And as much as I have going on, you'd be actually surprised how much time I sit on my recliner watching television, because it's intentional. I need my me time, and so I don't feel bad. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do. I've planned this, and I'm going to sit down right here and just enjoy myself. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to have an honesty moment. I had a, a, a
1: super toxic thought that I had in my life for so long that I just—I very recently realized it was toxic as hell. And that was uh, when I was when I was young. I had this best friend who he would always say, and I'm talking about like from from when we were like very young to all the way through high school, he would always make the statement of, are we making moves or are we standing still, right? And it's very simple. I was like, either you're doing one or the other, but he he said it intentionally in the sense of like, if you're not actually moving forward, then you're basically just wasting life. And I thought it was motivating for most mm-hmm. of my life. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. And I would always tell myself that in moments where I felt like, you know, maybe I should take a break, whether it was from training or from work or from anything that I was doing, really. Like, he was like, Yo, I have to be doing something. I have to be moving forward. I have to constantly do this. But what I was neglecting myself was the opportunity to actually process any of the things that I was doing, Ooh. Which, which is where I realized I was like, oh, this is, actually i was like actually that wasn't the best statement that really was i mean and i probably should have realized that but he was just like saying things because it was like you know this this hardcore mentality but as i got older i started to realize like well, no no you need to to have those the shallow moments where you can just sit down and decompress and really process Oops. the things that you're doing mm-hmm. and that's how you iterate and, and get better so that leads me to my next question Mm -hmm. What is the iteration and getting better part of your process, say, in the next five years? Where do you see Black State University?
0: Mm, I see Black State University heavily funded by someone who recognizes and sees the brand. I say that because I don't measure my greatness by the finance aspect of it. I I base it on the impact. Mm -hmm. I say that to say, like, when I make an album Okay, I'm not going platinum. But there are people that charge my words to their memory. Mm -hmm. And they hit me up about my lyrics. That means a lot. So in the way of impact, when I see Black State University and what what we've been able to accomplish in two years and the people that I've been connected to, that as soon as I line up some more ducks and get my business even tighter than what it is now, as far as marketing, branding, all those different types of things, a lot of money put behind the brand to where we are very influential in this art industry and in these community efforts. Not only do I see the Black State Preparatory Academy, I see Black autism awareness. Like, we run in 5Ks. We got small groups and communities educating, because I see an absence of that. The College of Business, the finance aspect of it, that booming. Several movies produced. I do not think it's strange to think of myself on somebody's stage winning an Oscar or a Grammy especially with the movie that I want to write. So, yeah, this is captured here. This is people listening and watching me manifest because this is going to happen. So just like I manifested working with uh, major producers when I just started a couple years ago, um, 88 Keys from Good Music, the one that made the song No Church in a While for Jay-Z and Kanye, he produced on my last album. Oh, wow. Right? Reached out to me to do it. There's other people that I'm like really close and connected to. So in 5 years if we maintain or I would say increase our momentum, I really see us as a household name. I really see some of our artists winning hardware and us stuffing with the big boys in industry, whatever that industry is that we see fit that we want to stuff in. So that's that's where I see us.
1: Yeah, no no no, that's that's one. So how do how does one get in touch with Black State University as far as consuming the the educational materials that you guys are providing and continuing to provide, or just you know staying in you know in contact with, or uh, aware of of the work that you're doing.
0: We have a website, blackstateuniversity.com. Very short, simple, and sweet. We also also have an Instagram, Black State University on on IG. And on there, very easy to navigate. If you want to go to the College of Business? You go there to find out about the financial products that we're putting out and the cohorts that we have going on, and sign up for those classes. Because even with those classes, we provide counseling. We have a uh, nationally renowned accountants. We have real estate brokers. We got people that are willing to spend time to help you better yourself. With our media content, that's all in there. And if you want to find out what about our artists, we have all of our electronic press kits there. You can look up their music as well. So blackstateuniversity.com.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. This was a really enjoyable conversation. And I learned a lot about all of the things that you're doing and all of the hats that you're wearing. So thank you for you know, joining me on the show. And I really, truly look forward to seeing... Black State University continue
0: to grow in the future. Hey man, thank you very much for the time, opportunity, and the invite. And look forward to happen to you on the upcoming podcast, Afro Radio, hosted by your boy Valmore Gold. See,
1: oh, absolutely,
0: that's coming up this year. So I'll be, you'll be returning the love, bro. I appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely.